Welcome to the Sad Single Girls Podcast, a podcast where you hear about a rundown of how to have fun in the single phase of your life by appreciating friends, being alone, finding your balance, and understanding relationships aren't all what they're cracked up to be. Let's delve in, shall we? and welcome back to the Sad Single Girls podcast. I'm Kat, your host, and I hope you've had a great past few weeks since we last chatted. Hopefully the last few weeks has brought some interesting time to your life. Um, Hopefully, you know, you've spoken up in that meeting, proclaimed your love for someone, or gone for that drink with someone special to get to know them even better, and, and even opened your mind towards new perspectives in life. Now, my last few weeks have been interesting, um, probably more so uh, in the last couple of days in terms of when it was last Friday. I saved a poor boy's life alongside my colleague. We literally were leaving a stressful situation at work to go grab coffee together, to get away from the situation, get perspective, and walked into a stressful situation of our own. We came across a poor boy who was on the ground, um, who was actually talking to a girl who had stopped to talk to him to see if he was alright, and he had passed out and smacked his head, and then to cut a long story short, basically he passed out four times when we were with him and two of those times he stopped breathing and CPR was performed. It was honestly probably in the moment the most stressful time I've been in for a long time um, but thankfully the result was that he actually ended up being okay. He went to hospital and yeah, we was was touch and go, but honestly it was crazy. Just yeah, dealing with someone that you were like, oh my God, this, this guy is like about to die um, if we don't do something. So, and we had that situation occur two times uh, out of the four. So that was interesting. Um, and I feel like everything that else has happened to me in the last couple of weeks is very small in comparison to that particular situation and definitely put a lot into perspective for my own uh, scenarios that are going on in my life either professionally or personally and yeah it's it was probably one of those things that's just like right place right time thankfully he's okay and yeah, we, I took a lot out of it and gave myself perspective. And I think it also gave my colleague a lot of perspective too. With that very heavy yarn, let's dive into the episode. Grab yourself a drink. I'm currently drinking Riesling. Uh, obviously, depending on you, grab yourself a cozy little drink and let's delve into today's episode. We, in this episode today, are actually going to be talking about dating, drinking, and general gal yarns. Uh, to kind of give it a little bit more of a light perspective for the Sad Single Girls podcast since we've pretty much delved very heavily into, you know, self-growth and, you know, self-healing, understanding how to be single and understanding past trauma and, you know, the new actions of, you know, journaling and moving through those little scenarios to become the even better self that you can be in this world. With that, I guess we can talk about you know tinder dates the drinking that has occurred in my 20s and the gal yarns that have come about those particular situations but yeah I guess 
In terms of dating apps in particular, we'll start there today. My experience with dating apps actually kickstarted a few months after my breakup. Now, this actually probably occurred because I wanted to showcase I was ready and I was, you know, wanting to mingle and be available to get attention and most importantly, validation from males was, you know, my my catch, my key, that, that little cut through grab. You know, I've been on and off Tinder, Bumble and probably most recently Hinge and that has probably been for the last few years and oh, the constant sickening yarns that have come from guys on these apps and the and also you know some of the decent dates that I've also actually had and some of the interesting situations occurred from them too. Um, it's an interesting time to be on dating apps and I think it's an also timely aspect because I know someone who was like, you know what, I'm going to jump on a dating app and get back out there. And I was like, I feel like every time I do that personally, and I'm not saying that it's wrong for that person, I've always gone into it like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get into it. Like, this will be it. This is, you know, I'm going to find someone that I'm going to have a good yarn with and, you know, something's going to happen. And I either do find someone or I'm just, I get into my head and I like break down and I'm like, nah. I don't want to do this anymore. No, I'm good. It's a real mental game, the dating scene. And if you rely on dating apps, it's probably even more so because it's superficial in the sense that you're only basing your like on someone's external factors, not even if you actually vibe with them and get along with them. The thing is, like, you can actually understand that from that perspective, but when you're in it, it is literally down to that external factor. And I think you can meet up with them and try like socializing with them and whatnot but ultimately it like is yeah that kind of game and you know I've jumped on dating apps on and off dating apps and you know like first of all dating in Dunedin in particular and I'm not trying to like bag Dunedin <laughs> is pretty bleak and when you're just going to rely on like dating apps like Tinder you'll have the same battlers on there and I'm definitely going to throw myself under the bus and say, including myself, you know, I've, you know, I've, like I said, I've been on and off dating apps and every time I've, you know, needed that validation, just jump back on. And I've been that battler and probably to the detriment of some other people. But with saying all of that, I haven't actually had any dating apps since the start of the year. And it is a good feeling, um, I'm not going to lie, but I'm also not going to lie that I haven't had the thought run past my uh, my consciousness to jump back on again. I, it's, again, if you get in a low place and you need some validation, uh, put up that, you know, that Instagram-worthy photo and you will get some attention or some matches that instantly give you, yeah, I'm good enough, yeah, like, sweet, like... I don't even need to talk to these people. It's fine because it's just a struggle to even have communication with these people, which is so sad. Currently, I'm in a place where I'm probably wanting something more enriching than the shit yarns that these apps actually bring. But I'm also in a strange mix of a place where I want something enriching, but also I want my soul to roam the world single. And I'm a little opposed to finding something that could possibly hold me down. And like, get, don't get me wrong, I think if you find something that's gonna work and is 
like natural and falls into place and flows rather than pushing against that current it's not going to hold you down but I feel like currently at the moment where I'm like my trajectory with my life is going uh and the like my my sights have been set on a particular path it would definitely hold me down for like my two-year plan right now and that's fine but like I'm like I'm a little bit like if it was a fling with a bit more of an enrichment rather than just physical you know like that I would be open to that but not necessarily anything long term um which is fine and I'm open to possibilities and that is all one can do in this world if you are single a sad single girl it's ironic isn't it but what I've learned from dating apps is that almost each individual is out to gain validation like I said for their own ego and if they are on there for honest reasons finding someone you'll you'll probably need to stand out from the rest with your profile and you know particular particular profiles and bios just stand out as fuck boy or fuck girl and you know you've got to be straight up and otherwise you just got to kick them out (laughs) honestly so if you see a guy holding a bloody fish or holding some deer antlers he's a battler not gonna lie he's a battler not gonna lie most girls don't actually give a shit if you've you know caught a fish or killed a deer some might even find it offensive and that's each to their own preference and personally when I come across that it screams fuck boy if you send me a gif 100% will be there for it I will speak in a conversation with a gif it's great if you send a gif in return that turns sexual automatically automatic turn off red flag red flag right there um but with tinder it has and is something I see as if you want a quick fix it's your best bet to hook up with someone and then if you are looking for something more meaningful you'll probably need to start with the basics of being upfront, like I said and also focusing on your own profile and bio like the photos you choose need to be natural and calm like you're not a big partier you're not showcasing your fish that you caught or the deer you killed and you know just invest in some pretty decent chat like if just be yourself and I feel like most of the time that's the game in which most people play is that we're just like overthinking everything and analyzing responses we are conditioned to be that way you know it's just part of the game and uh, people see dating scene as a game and part of us also need to break that barrier down and just realize that like we're just out here living our life it's not who wins or who loses also to not actually focus on just the virtual dating scene to actually put yourself out there and you know go for drinks with your friends and catch up with colleagues out for dinner or even go to an event where you can actually network and I think one of the harder things and I've I've talked about this with my friends before it's like the perception of being single and going to do things by yourself is actually looked at as sad and well and and that might even be from like my own perception of the situation but I think society definitely puts that on and they're like if you haven't got a partner you're not worthy enough and it's like if you haven't got a partner you can't really go do things because like it's always like a two-person kind of thing or you have to go with friends and it's like oh, I ain't got that many friends girl I've got like five maybe what six seven who knows maybe eight actually I think it was ten <laughs> from the last Christmas function that I held at my house you know it's 
one of those things it's like you're not always going to be hanging out with your friends or you can't decide that you're going to do things together you've got to put yourself out there and yeah figure that out and I've been in that boat and I've held myself back and yeah we just we need to work through that team and come out on the outside and know that we're sad single girls in the most empowering way and we can do it through a dating app in the most genuine way not for validation and we need to get out into the real world and actually connect and feel and yeah not hold yourself back from the possibilities that can play out and I've 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 been there I hold myself back in certain scenarios because I get into my own head and you know sometimes certain scenarios or situations could be even better than what they turned out if I was more open to things and I think that's probably one of the things that we should take away from this episode is yeah it's it's a little bit more light-hearted but we should be open to all situations and not constantly opposed to even people becoming friends and just being acquaintances and you don't have to have anything come out of that. Now I guess with Tinder or like any dating app in particular with the help of your friends you can actually be guided and hopefully understand what appeals to you with the dating scene and then you can tailor it to your liking. We're a bunch of single gals hustling to be our best versions of ourselves and gain as much life out of this world as possible and you know with dating, drinking and the gal yarns that we have it's taught me in particular so much about my personality and what I want out of a future relationship eventually and I am open and somewhat slightly not ready since I don't know what's going to happen in the next year but I am open and I am open to finding friends rather than just solo looking at someone as a dating opportunity and I think everyone will know what I mean when you come across someone you think is cute and then that's the only reason you talk to them or seek them out Um, and I think it's probably you know one of those things that we need to break that cycle and just get to know people for the people they are because so much more can actually come of it if you just come from a good place and that is what it is we just have to go with pure intentions and the dating scene you know I (laughs) I have not put myself out there probably the last six months I can openly and honestly say that but that was partly because like I said in the previous episode I dedicated a year and a half to my healing and my my growth journey and I've gotten to where I am I don't think the dating scene in terms of online dating is where it's at for me personally in my current timeline and I think where I want to go is probably more going down the track of doing activities and gaining experience in the real world rather than hiding behind my laptop or my phone and getting out there I think in terms of looping the drinking aspect into this episode it's actually something that kind of ties very heavily to the dating aspect in terms of you know if I go to a different city uh, e.g like Queenstown or Wellington or Auckland I have always turned on my tinder to see what the the prospects are and you know (laughs) see what's what's good and cooking out in the real world other than Dunedin. I'm not gonna lie, it's definitely better outside of Dunedin uh, in terms of on dating apps. (laughs) It's 100% better. I think people are a bit more playful or like open rather than, I don't know, there's a bit of a mentality probably in Dunedin that I've found, but I've also contributed to. But with the drinking aspect, it would be every night you'd, oh, my first year on Tinder, honestly, it was 
line up someone, coerce the girls into go drinking, and then get get my ass out into town and line that line that sucker up and <laughs> take that guy home. I think it's also heavily changed since I was first initially single because when I was single, I was 23 and I'm 26 now. A lot has changed, you know. I've gone through those insecure phases and I'm not saying that I'm not insecure anymore, but I'm definitely more, dare I say it, woke. I'm woke to my own self (laughs) in my own surroundings and situations and I don't know I've got a lot more hope towards the future than I did probably at that stage in my life and drinking was my out now I think that was probably because I was lacking my wild phase from like 18 to 22 kind of slash 23 because that was when my relationship happened. Everyone has to go through a wild phase to some degree and that can look very different for everyone but I I pulled the girls up every single every single (laughs) weekend and I yeah I would go crazy for a Thursday night a Friday night Saturday night. It got so bad that it was past the point where I was actually (laughs) drinking so much that my lecturer uh, in my last year of study actually was like, oh, you probably should actually be focusing on study. What are you doing? You know, with my lecturer saying slow down on the drinking that year, I, I honestly didn't and I don't necessarily regret it because it was some interesting memories that I've can. I can take away and some good old yarns that I can actually laugh about with my friends now. Some pretty ridiculous situations that I actually got myself into uh, randomly being like hey I'm actually at this random person's house or I've gone out on a wee adventure and randomly ended up at the railway station or randomly ended up at a flat that I had no idea anyone at. Previously to like being in a relationship, I did not do that. I was the nanner of the group. I was constantly hand-holding my now ex-boyfriend. I don't know. It was it was probably the best time that it happened and I let myself go loose, <laughs> but I probably didn't do the best that I probably could have in my last year of study, but I still did pretty well. And from where I've gotten to, uh, it's worked out in my favor. And I think at the end of the day, it's actually probably, that's that's what's supposed to happen. Like you're supposed to ebb and flow and figure out what's right for you to be living your best life to the extreme that if you need to be living it to the extreme. And otherwise, yeah, you have your peaks, you have your lows, you have your balance and you figure out what's right for you. And yeah, drinking, oh my God, just, it was, yeah, a good straight two years for me. Um, so hopefully I caught up on my my youth uh, with missing out from 18 to 22 and those, you know, a couple years, 22 to, what, 24. And then obviously the pandemic hit, so that kind of put a spanner in the works, obviously not fully, but a little bit. And then everything happened with my, my little situation where I had my awakening. Drinking is that sort of thing that kind of pops up every now and then for me and I'm like, oh should I have a big night? Oh, let's see how the night goes. And then it doesn't happen often anymore, but when it does, it's usually pretty fun. And I recently had one uh, this last Saturday. We were watching the All Blacks vs. Ireland uh, rugby game. And I don't know, it was just more of an open mindset. And I really found that 
I was more open to talking to people, more open to whatever the night brought me. I think that's probably, you know, within reason, um, probably the, one of the like the better nights that I've had in a wee while. Probably not how it ended. It was a big old chunder and. <laughs> in a bucket you know you have to have those nights and I, I drink a little bit too much but it is what it is we, we live and we learn and I've also had a number of nights where I've actually just not realized what I've actually done until the morning and you go back and you check your messages and then you find videos or screenshots or messages and I think those are the most funniest times it's like hopefully you haven't gone into the night where you've been so super sad uh wanting to go hook up with someone or like you've got some you know bad blood towards your ex or anything like that because then that's when the shit can go down I know I've had messages to certain people that the next morning I'm like eh oh well it is what it is or other times where I'm like no no Catherine no why have you done this and <laughs> hopefully everyone gets that particular little accent it's like if you know h2o you know cleo no oh my god no cleo most annoying thing ever but it's a vibe also hate when people say it's a vibe i've picked up on it and now it's my thing i've gone through my fair share and i think most people have if you can enter a night and hopefully by the end of it know that you're going to be safe and that you are going to be having a good old yarn with your gals the next day about something funny that happened or what someone else did that's all that matters and try and not hold any regret in the thought of what you did the night before because I know that there's you know, that like the anxiety that comes on from drinking the next day and knowing that you haven't got your shit together for the, the next week ahead. Oh, I've been there so many times. And I've also been like, you know what, fuck it. I don't care. Like live your life, do what you want. And that's all that matters. We are here to do what's right for us, live our life to the most fullest we can and ensure that, you know, within reason that you are going to be doing what's right for you. And Drinking can be that. You know, on the topic of gal yarns uh, for this portion of the podcast, I think I'll, like I can talk about a few stories around my own situation of like, you know, going into a night out with some friends and then also meeting some friends and friends of the friends and not being prepared is probably the worst element of drinking um, and dating in Dunedin. What contributes to the gal yarns that occur from these situations? So I have gone out on many a night where I've not lined my stomach, but one in particular, I did not eat properly one Saturday and ended up going out with two of my friends. We went to another person's flat um, a person I knew through study and I ended up in another flat uh, doing shots and then just cutting back that that alcohol and honestly I don't even remember how I got to Macca's and I was like I need to eat something because this has gone through me way too quickly had a cheeseburger and then waddling my way to town you know what happens next I have a drink bottle full of tequila that I try and do a shot with some friends outside the hospital of all places it hits the back of my throat and it comes right back up it's I'm done I'm done for and I puke two or three times into a bush outside the hospital come up for air after my friends are losing 
it at me and just being like what the fuck is wrong with Kat and coming to and then just being like all right I'm ready for town and I was out till closing and it was the best night I had that little stage where it's like probably wasn't the healthiest but you know my body did what it needed to do and then I continued to party and have the best night of my life you know I've had very similar nights out um, that have occurred and I've had you know shit yarns been like oh my god I like went home with this guy and you know this guy had a thing for me or I've messaged this guy being like are you gonna come home with me and oh it's interesting because when you're single you know sad single gal that is what I thrived on uh, in the first couple of years of being single. I was like, oh, getting that message back. Oh, taking that guy home. Oh, out with the girls. Oh, like living my best life. Oh, and like your priorities change so much. And I think you have to realize like what is right for you is so different to other people. And me going through those two years of like full on drinking, just choosing to go wild is probably the best output of what has come from my life to to proceed forward and like you know I had so many realizations through that and that's why like I said in my journaling episode I really prioritize my year of healing and ensuring that I was going to be the best version of myself because I pushed a lot of my trauma down from what had happened in like you know the last few years leading up to that that point and packed it right down and it was starting to burst because of just yeah being like I'm fine I'm fine I think the sequence of events that have occurred from being single has probably played in my favor and I've probably burnt some bridges throughout the way but that's all but a learning and I think hopefully people don't resent me to some extent and hopefully from my perspective I've also let go of resentment or you know some burdens towards other people and moved on only stems from your actual healing and that's again probably coming back to the the god of self-healing yarn that I love to do but yeah I think it has its time and place like I've said and it's such a, a good old yarn that you just have to live your life you know with with all of this I hope it's been a bit more of a lighter listen you've taken something out of it where you've gotten to know me again a little bit more it's just been an easy listen you haven't had to really focus on what I've necessarily had to say and enjoyed elements of yeah listening to my shit yarns but with all that said I think I'm gonna close this episode off so that I can hopefully edit this and get it up in time uh, for you all to listen to this hopefully not shit yarn yeah I wanted to try something different this episode just because I felt like like I said at the beginning of this episode a few of the episodes uh, leading up to this one has probably been quite heavy hopefully something that you know has been more relatable and it's interesting when you put your heart out on you know a plate basically for people to listen to your past trauma and how you've gone about you know achieving the best out of your circumstance and I think this is probably one of the situations that I'm most proud about is starting this podcast and I have had moments in the last couple of months where I'm like oh this is gonna be shit like what I'm doing is not gonna be you know that entertaining or that you know insightful or you won't take anything away from it and it won't be like sad single girls yeah like fuck relationships yeah like 
prioritize your healing yeah you're in your single phase Woo, let's go that is you know me getting into my head allowing my perception of other people's supposed perceptions of myself to hold me back at this point in my life what I'm doing currently is great I'm just going to keep continuing on and keeping on with this uh, podcast showcasing that I'm a sad single gal just doing what I want and continuing to get where I want to get through in the next couple of years and I'm going to take you on that journey so with that long ass outro I am gonna sign off uh, and I hope you all have such a blessed couple of weeks and I hope you prioritize elements of self-care into your daily practice and you try something different like I've said in all the other episodes and yeah just reach out if you need me I'm here to talk and you know what let's let's do this thing called life together and we'll we'll slay it we'll kill it it's a vibe it's we're woke all of the all of the things I will talk to you guys in the next episode now stay sad single gals and I'll talk to you soon bye Hope you enjoyed that podcast and don't forget to go follow the Sad Single Girl podcast social channels that's in the description. Talk to you in the next episode.